fire is very visual. So that that's a great benefit. You know, when fires happen, there's lots of good video of, you know, what the fire is doing. Often it's burning home. What they show is burning homes and things like that, which is, uh, you know, the greatest ad for the work. But, uh, you know, there's, there's, I don't think there's too many misconceptions now that we've gone past Yellowstone. I mean, you know, prior to Yellowstone in 1988, I'd say the biggest misconception is that fire is bad, and it's not. Okay? Currently, I think there's, in many parts of the world, the United States is a bit different, but in many parts of the world, climate change is accepted. And one of the things that's accepted about climate change is that there will be more fire activity. And even recently, with, there's been a number of bad fire seasons. Uh, and this year, you know, I think it's at 9 million acres for the United States this year. So it's been a very bad fire year. And with, you know, the White House bill on climate change or the policy on climate change, things are coming around that the climate is changing. And, you know, we can debate how much and how fast. Those are valid questions. But the climate is changing. And and humans are responsible for a large part of this warming. The scientific evidence is overwhelming, and just some groups that refuse to want, believe in science uh, or to selective, have selective belief in science where they'll believe the things they want to hear and the things they don't want to hear they ignore, including, like, big oil. Okay? So, you know, it's pretty widely accepted that... Uh, fire is increasing due to climate change. And uh, I think even the last bastion of you know, holdouts of the United States is coming around now to seeing it because it's in their face. I mean, you know, recent fires in Northern California just were, California's had a multi-year drought, and with that comes extensive fires. And, you know, it turned out to be very costly in terms of human life, loss of structures, and the cost of fighting these fires are enormous. You know, the number of Firefighting resources put on some of these fires are many thousands of firefighters. You know, this is a very expensive operation. And this is starting to, the public opinion is that, you know, fires are increasing. And that's what the data show. And this is due largely to climate change. Though there will always be deniers. Just like 2014 has been the warmest year on record global temperature. Mm -hmm. 2015 will be the warmest year on record. It'll surpass 2014. But yet you'll still hear people say our temperatures are increasing and they're completely wrong. And they may say, well, some some small section of the United States has been cooling for the last 10 years. You know, whoopee. You know, the globe, a small part of the United States is less than 1% of the total area of the earth. And you have to look at the entire earth. Of course, there's areas with warmer the normal and cooler than normal. But overall, we are much warmer than we used to be, and this trend is continuing. And, and the evidence is there, but yet people deny it because they have vested interest to deny it. So, But the evidence is clear. I know a lot of people are concerned, and but they all do things like, okay, I buy a car that's a hybrid, which is great, okay? But then they'll fly around the many thousands of miles on a plane. And, you know, they, well, you know, the plane's going to fly there anyway. So it's not ca causing any carbon. But basically for every mile you fly, it's like driving for a mile. So your total carbon footprint 
inc should include all air travel. And, you know, this is one thing that concerns me. I, my gas mileage, or my, I, I drive my car maybe 3,000 kilometers in a year, hardly anything. But I fly a fair bit, and my carbon footprint is not small because of those flights. And, you know, I realize that. Whereas a lot of people just say flying doesn't really count because the plane's going there anyway. But you can't use that logic at all. Other things about climate change that people may not be aware of, if we went to zero greenhouse gas emissions today, we'd probably continue to warm for the next 40 to 140 years because there's, you know, there's lags in the system. And some of these are serious lags. Have we gone past the point of no return? I hope not, but there's a certain amount of positive feedback in the system and the oceans play a major role. And so, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and we may get caught off guard completely. You know, some massive surprise that we just did not see coming. The loss of, uh, or the seasonal loss of Arctic ice is coming. When? You hear a variety of opinions. It could be 2050s, maybe even 2030s, which isn't all that far away. And that's really, will have a significant impact on climate patterns in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, because open water absorbs a lot more heat than ice. Open water has a lower albedo, which is the reflectivity. Snow and ice have a very high re reflectivity, so the solar radiation comes in and bounces back off into space. With open water, solar radiation comes in and gets largely absorbed by the water, so the heat stays instead of getting bounced back to space. So this is a major concern, and I think even if we stop greenhouse gases today, there's going to be seasonal loss of Arctic, Arctic Ocean ice. So, you know, sometimes I'm not completely pessimistic. Uh, sometimes we need a bloody nose to get our act together. And, you know, we've had a few bloody noses. Uh, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy is one example. Uh, but there's a myriad of examples. And it costs us money significant amounts of money and unfortunately it costs a lot of human lives. Um, but I think there are the opportunities there with solar and wind, geothermal to get us off. You know, coal should be the first thing that should be gone. Okay. We, we shouldn't be using coal period and eventually off other hydrocarbons. I mean, I think we can solve this problem. I, I don't believe in a silver bullet, a technology fix in the short term. But I, I think with the wherewithal and with political will, you know, we can get through this. Could be a, a number of bad years ahead of us, but I believe we still can get through this. Most of my students are young and they're very open to it. I don't think there's too many challenges with respect to climate change. For people looking at grad school, there are a couple of things that I will mention that I've been surprised by. And one is I expect graduate students to be able to write a paragraph, okay, a coherent paragraph. And unfortunately, many can't. And this is, was a real surprise to me. The second is I expected all my graduate students to be able to program in some language, computer program. And that unfortunately is not the case. Um, and so for any potential graduate students, 
being able to write and being able to write computer code in some language, I don't care which, is very useful for a number of reasons. And so those are the, the biggest surprises with graduate students that I have. But teaching them climate change, that's not a problem. Going back to the three drivers of fire activity on a landscape, fuels, ignitions, and weather. So what can we do? Well, meaningfully, we, we can't control the weather, the day-to-day -day weather. Yes, we can take action on climate change and for longer term to address some of those issues. We can't control lightning. We can do something about fire caused, human-caused fires. And we can do something about fuels. And the fuels, that's the fire-wise, fire-smart sort of approach, the thinning, removing of fuels. And human-caused ignitions, these are really important in, you know, prevention programs, education, uh, restricted fire zones during periods of high fire danger, campfire bans, open flame bans, and things like that. These are all, sometimes we even close the forest, okay? Basically, no campers, no industrial activity because the fire danger is so high. And these actually are very effective. Uh, so these are some of the things that we can do.